Okay, you can do the Sugo. You can do it. Hey friends, what is going on? I just got some bad news, so I'm kind of thrown off. Uh, one of uh, the sisters of one of our, you know, church members um, from the Long Island ministry, her sister just passed away. She's young too, probably like 21 or around there, maybe, I'd assume, maybe. Um, anaphylactic shock. And uh, she went to go get an EpiPen and on the way to get there, she collapsed and evidently by the time someone found her, she had been there too long. Um, and we know when oxygen doesn't get to your brain, we know what happens from there. It's just like that. So trippy. It's heartbreaking. And that, that doesn't do it justice to say heartbreaking. It's just awful. And it also ties into why I've been away. Now, it may not seem like I've been away because we released an episode earlier in the last week, early in the week, because um, I'm recording Saturday night right now. Um, Drew's, uh, the episode with Drew, Love and Morning, and that's something we had recorded in May and um it was such a powerful episode I knew I I'd always wanted wanted to release it but didn't want to um have too many episodes with Drew back to back because man for fun or for quality's sake we can have Drew every episode you know but uh it's gotta be special when he arrives because it is special but man, I've been feeling low. I've been feeling low. It is the, I mean, it's the anniversary month of my dad's passing. And I thought I was doing great. If you look back, if you listen back to the other episode I did with my brother, we're just having such a good time remembering my dad and all that. And I thought, oh man, this is going a lot better than I thought it would. You know, even that episode, I thought it was going to probably be something sad or you know, just have that kind of vibe. And it wasn't. It was cheery. It was fun. It was funny. It was just, it's good. And I thought, well, this finna be a breeze. It was not. It was not finna be a breeze. A couple days after that, maybe the next day, maybe a few days after I, we released it, I just started feeling like crap, low, sad, just overwhelmed. You know, we think sometimes because we call out what we're going through, like we identify it. And sometimes I guess we think it stops because we identified it. Well, no, it doesn't. Like I said, I was, you know, starting a new job, you know, like the the job I'm starting, it's, the learning curve is crazy. 
the learning curve is just crazy. We're dealing with uh, multiple myeloma, which is a form of cancer. So, I'm, you know, I'm still in oncology and it's complex because it can manifest in so many different ways. Yeah, there are things you can start looking for. Um, but once the disease starts spreading, it could just come at you in so many different ways. And um, that's tough, you know, because on hard days, when you're just feeling overwhelmed, you start thinking, man, did I make the right move? Man, maybe I should have just stayed back at where I was at and just dealt with whatever I was dealing with. But at least I knew how things worked there. You feel me? You know what I'm saying. I know you've been there. When you make a decision, when you when you bet on yourself and you say, okay, I know I can I can learn this and I can I can pick it up and I can do well here. And the wonderful thing about this place is that my manager and the coworkers really they do believe in me. And I do get the support. Um, my manager's awesome. Shouts out to Kalina, if you're listening. Kalina, you are the bomb. Just an amazing, strong woman who's just so dope. So dope. And I really appreciate her. I never thought I'd say that about a manager, but here I am. Yeah, she's she's, she's a bomb. Because you know what's so cool? You know, sometimes you need people in your life that see you. You know what I'm saying? Because you could be around people and they vibe with you, but by the way they treat you, it's like you don't, you don't see me. Where they look at you like, no, you're only, you're only this. I need you to, I'm going to put you in this box. I see you as this. You're this. But you're like, well, no, I can do so many other things. But sometimes people don't want to hear that from you. And sometimes that's not what they need. Like if you're going to work, join their team, well, we need this. And they probably want to just keep you as a that. But you're looking at yourself like, nah, I could do this, I can do that, I can do that. And what I love about Kalina is that when she looks at me, I feel like she sees me. She does, she, man, if I told you the way she encouraged me about my podcast, and when she was saying it, I was like, what? Man, she told me about myself too, because the way I talked about the podcast, I came off like, you know, I got this, you know, little, I got this podcast I'm doing. And, and she was like, well, are you kidding me? This is huge. And I'm like, what? So this is huge. You need that needs to be one of the first things you talk about when you see people. I'm like, what? I'm like, mind you, this is my manager talking to me. Cause you think sometimes managers will build you up in a specific way, or not even. It was it was like, okay, I need you to do this job, and if you don't do the job, we're gonna get somebody else who can do the job. But no, here she is building me up in the, in something that is very close to my soul, which then made me say. Oh, she sees me. Even before that, though. But you want people who see you. It's important that people you associate with, they see you. And if somebody sees you, you'll probably build with that person. Because it's important. It's important to be 
recognized. It's important to be understood. It's, it's important to feel like you're appreciated. It's important to feel like your efforts matter. Because what we're seeing, what I'm seeing day in and day out, how our lives are like balancing on a hairpin. It doesn't take much to wreck a life or wreck life as we know it. It doesn't take much. We are so vulnerable. All it takes is a phone call. We're one phone call away from having our lives completely changed. I know when some people, when I, you know, when I, when you ask them, yo, how you doing? They say, oh, same ish, different day. I want to say, good, good. That sounds awesome. Because if it was different, if you were going through something tragic, if your heart was breaking in that moment, you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that. So if you can say that, oh man, that's good. That's good. I felt like I was away. I took a week off the podcast. Um, Ideally, yeah, I'd love to drop one a week. And maybe that's still the goal. I'm still trying to figure it out. Things are new. We're trying to figure it out together, y'all. But I knew in that moment I couldn't do it. After that, you know, episode, my bro, feeling as how I was feeling. Doing all the things that I'm still doing. Wedding planning. Premarital counseling. Or just the idea of it. And just trying to get ready for that, which is major. Trying to get things together around the house or a new life. Learning the new job, the podcast, the worship team, the this, the that, the sadness, the fatigue, the self-loathing when I realized I had gained weight again. Oh, that's real. That's real. See, I have a few versions of me. I have fit Ugo, then I have bloated Ugo. And bloated Ugo comes out really easy. <laughs> and to say there isn't there isn't a feeling of, man, we back here again. Because I don't feel good. I don't feel good when I'm bloated Ugo. Or heavier Ugo. <laughs> Maybe I'm being nice when I call myself bloated Ugo. But I'm also realizing that, you know, Life and death is in the power of the tongue, so be very careful. I got to be re- really careful of how I refer to myself. Or, I mean, it's, I mean, it's in jest, though. But, but I can say really mean things to myself sometimes. And sometimes you need those mean things as motivation to get back on and get after it. Um, and I've been getting after it. I've been getting after it. But I know... Everything's cyclical, right? Man. And for me, a guy who likes to be active and like to run around and lift and do all that stuff, I love it. I love it. But then when you look at yourself and you 
you give an honest, honest look at yourself and say, this is not who I thought I was going to be. Have you ever, have you ever been there where you've looked at yourself and not just physically, but some of the things you're doing and you said, this is not who I ever thought I'd be. And this is not who I wanted to be. And you're that. That joint is sobering. I've seen that in a few places in my life. When I'm looking at what I'm doing, what I'm looking at, what I'm investing my time to, I think, man, what am I doing? <laughs> I remember one time I was stuffing my face and I caught a reflection. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, this is a thing. This is a thing. Oh, man. Um, that's one thing. And what also happened, uh, what led me to just not record. Um, one of my closest friends suffered a bad injury. Tim Austin. It's my little brother. Love that guy. I mean, that's an understatement. Every time I try to tell Tim how I feel, how I just try to, you know, put, put into words, I, I can't do it. Because certain things you realize are beyond words. We try to find words to capture all the things we want to say, and oftentimes my words fail me. Mind you, I used to be a, a copywriter. And then somebody may say, and that's why you're no longer a copywriter, because you can't find the words. That's not the case. I had a different calling. Um, he's, he, he suffered a bad injury during the football game where um, he broke his orbital bone, um, his jaw. It was, it was rough. It was bad. And I was very very angry because that's because it, 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 it was an accident but when bad things happen to people you love when they didn't have to happen there's a few there's there's some emotions you go through it's anger it's fear it's man for me it was a lot of anger a lot of anger um, and you want to get out there and, you know, get revenge. I mean, it's being honest, but here's the catch though. How can you get revenge when the person who did it is also your brother in Christ and is someone you love? You can't get revenge then. And also something that I started reflecting on a lot. Well, this is a scripture in the book of James, uh, James 1.20. It says, anger does not produce um, the righteousness that God desires. Anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Something like that. Also, disclaimer, I'm not one of those guys who memorize the scripture. I only, I only memorize this one because it wouldn't leave me alone last week. And I realized I had to adhere to it. And also when I was on the phone, I would be on the phone, Tim, we're praying. 
And we're talking through it and realizing anger is not doesn't honor him. Revenge doesn't honor him. It's not going to help. And uh, so it's funny. It happened in a football game. And, you know, the, the next game that was going to be played was the, was the championship game. And my team was in the championship game versus the team, uh, the other team that Tim was playing. Where one of the members um, delivered that accidental uh, blow. And so I'm thinking, well, you know, unspiritual at this point. Um, I, well, here we go. Let's load it up. An eye for an eye, so to speak. But even saying that, I knew I, I knew that was wrong. But we go through these scenarios in our heads. Come on, I got to be honest. They're not good scenarios. And also, this is a church league. How am I looking at my brothers this way? How am I feeling this kind of anger towards my brothers this way? How am I thinking of ways to cheat? What is this bringing out in me? I'm having to come to terms with some pretty dark stuff within myself. And I got to deal with that. Because I can't be, I can't be the type of guy I'm going to be. I can't be on one hand trying to lead these cats in worship, saying, you know, let's <laughs> praise God and all this. And on the back end, thinking about how I can get some loaded gloves to deliver some heavy blows during a church league football game. Do you remember what I was saying earlier about when you look at yourself and realize you're not the type of person you think you would be? Or you're having thoughts that you wouldn't want to have. Okay, I'm not getting mad at myself of having thoughts. We all have thoughts. It's what you do. So, we get to the end of the week, day before the game. I know my heart. Okay, I'm not. I knew that malice and all that was going to leave. I was praying it was going to leave. And it did. As it would. I don't really have the heart to hold grudges like that. I don't want to. Um, and uh, before the game, I was able to see the brother that accidentally, you know, injured Tim. And, you know, he apologized. And I heard how contrite he was. Um, and he was really remorseful. And um, when he first told me, I said, all right, thank you. But let's let's talk after. Let's talk after. Um and then right before the game, which we haven't done before, but we had, we had like, you know, we sang a song, we had, you know, we, had, we sang a song and then we had like this devotional where we just talked about what is the legacy we want to leave? Because there are people watching this church league. What kind of people do we want to be? What kind of legacy do you want to leave for the, the other people who, who come out and watch this game and then they go out into this crazy world and this game, this thing is supposed to be a safe haven. And it's madness. What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Man. I mean, during that, I was standing next to the, uh, the brother. I, you know, while we were singing the songs, I hugged him. I told him I forgave him and I loved him. And, and then I meant it. I meant it. And it was just, we were just, it was just going to be what it is at this point. We go forward, right? Mind you, in my storybook mind, though, I was still going to play hard, get the MVP of the game, hoist that championship trophy up 
look into the camera and say, Tim, this one was for you. But that did not happen. I got injured in the first quarter. Some crazy calf injury I never experienced, never saw coming. I thought when it happened, I felt like someone just need me in my, 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 my calf. And I felt the calf feel like it split in two and came right back. And I was like, what? As I limped off the field, I was like, I'm going to walk this off like I've, I'm going to walk it off. Because, of course, I can't be injured the first quarter of the championship game before I even got cooking. This is not how the story is supposed to go. Right? I get on the sideline. I'm trying to stretch. You know, uh, Isaac is there. Dr. Gordon. He's, you know, trying to massage it out, see what's what's happening. I'm trying to roll it out with a foam roller. Abe, the trauma nurse, is there, too. He's giving me some icy hot for it. We're trying everything. Some guys, ugh, amen, bless his heart, uh, he's trying to give me these stretches. I'm telling, he's, he's saying, you know, do these stretches, you'll be fine. And I'm like, this ain't that type of situation, boss. This ain't no cramp. <laughs> this is not a cramp. This is not... A game DMX voice. Bruh. I was done. I was done. Had all these intentions of going hard. And the only thing I was able to accomplish was making peace. Huh. Spiritually, obviously, that's the goal. And I'm sh there is a learning. There's a obviously there's a lesson there about what do we value. <sighs> it's a tough lesson, especially if you're a competitor. But then you sit there and you realize some things just don't go the way you thought they would. And I look at our lives and I look what happened to the young lady I was telling you about earlier. And I look at some of the things that happened, some of these tragedies that we deal with, some of these losses that we deal with, not just the loss of a person, loss of relationship, loss of identity, loss of hope, loss of friends, loss of opportunities, just loss and loss, and we think this was not how it was supposed to happen. We have an expectation of things. At bare minimum, that our family's gonna come home at night. At bare minimum, we don't realize that things are so delicately balanced, so delicately balanced, Sometimes we don't even have a say. We don't have a say. And things are out of our control. I, I think again, man, I still, I still feel, I still feel all these things. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but maybe I was just talking to my brother earlier about it. But 
I deal in oncology. I've seen so many people die. I've seen so many be, people be sick and just get such bad news. And I've experienced being hospitalized and my dad passing away and, you know, doing this podcast. And I feel like I'm called to the, to this, to grieving, to, to being in this field, this, this space, to stand there with people. And I, I sometimes expect, well, Ugo, you should be used to these things now. Why do you still feel the emotional hit? I try to, because I want to make myself harder, right? I want to make myself impenetrable where I don't feel. But if I, if I don't feel, how am I helping anybody? If I don't feel, what good am I to you? If I don't feel, but geez, feeling takes a lot. And feeling takes its toll. And I have to be diligent about understanding what I'm feeling. Because it gets overwhelming. The stories I hear. The things I see. The things I feel. Are going on within me. They get overwhelming. I, can't, I look at you know Jesus as an example. How you just... He would go to just... Uh, places by himself and just pray just pray just be by himself man there's some sometimes you gotta step away from that and even sometimes he'd go bounce to be by himself people can fi find him and then he would he would still love him you know we sometimes have to get just by ourselves man we just gotta step away like sometimes the world can wait the world can wait and I know sometimes you know, you know it can't but, but but can it it's like we wake up and we already feel like we're behind the eight ball we wake up and we're like rushing we wait like I gotta oh these emails or I gotta get to work I gotta do this I gotta do that we, we go to sleep in a frenzy and we wake back and jump right back into that frenzy and it's like, yo, this whole thing can fall apart at any minute. Slow down. Slow down. I'm preaching to myself on that. Slow down. What am I running to? What am I rushing to? I know we have goals. And you want to hit that, but don't forget. There's something much larger happening here. It ain't just about the job. It ain't just about the money. It ain't. It can't be. Look at existence. Before you were born, you were somewhere. Before you were born, you were somewhere. And then you came here. And then when we die, we are somewhere else. We're not gone. You're gone from here. And we leave irreplaceable holes in the hearts of our loved ones. But existence is bigger than what we're running after. Maybe if we pause and get in touch with something that's much bigger. 
I often feel it when I'm doing things that I know, I know it's meant to do. Like this podcast for one. Talking to y'all is therapeutic. Why? Because I'm, I'm doing something I know I'm supposed to do. Or you ever, or like I'm playing, they're in a worship set and you see people just singing and giving their hearts and everybody's on together. And it's like, yes, this is it. This is it. We operate on faith. That's an interesting transition, right? But it's a point I've been thinking about. We just had maybe so every every Thanksgiving um, for like the last ten plus years, Drew and I have been hosting what is known as the Caracas Bowl. Um, and it's in honor of one of our former teammates from the Linvet Gladiator uh, football team who passed away from lupus many, many years ago. And every year we get together and we get some old teammates together and we just have a, a, we play a football game. But as it's grown, it's not just people from the football team who play. But we have friends who we invite who never met Caracas, who never played with the Linvet organization, but they know this. And we have such a fun game. And it's light. It's fun trash talk. It's good-natured. And it's just filled with love. Because Caracas was a good brother. He was a good brother. And that's the legacy he left. He's a good dude. And he never met some of the people who come out to play in the bowl game named after him. But if he wasn't who he was, these people wouldn't have been able to experience some of the camaraderie that they come out and experience. As a matter of fact, this year, we have... Now, now, (laughs) Steve Naguire comes out every year. John Griggs comes out every year now. And we all played in the church league, right, this year. And collectively, we all understood that the Caracas Bowl was a much more spiritual game than our church league was. We got to own it. Our church league was a mess this year. As far as spirituality goes, it is what it is. We got to own it. But playing in the Caracas Bowl showed me that this is what it's supposed to be like when brothers play together. And people just come together and play with good nature. We talk about legacies. We, we have to have, I think we often operate on faith that what we're doing will matter to someone. I know I do it the same, the same way. 
I'm operating on faith that what I'm doing from this room will touch someone I don't know. And I may never meet you. And I may never hear your story. Or I may never know anything about you. Maybe in a moment, what I'm doing here can affect you in a good way. And that no matter what happens to me, I can know that it was worth the effort. Or I have faith that it's worth the effort. I'm operating on faith. I'm operating on faith. And every time I say that, I think about Noah's mom, whose name was Faith. And I think about the faith that we have in life after this. Now something bigger is going on. And that helps me make sense of all the sadness. And it helps me make sense of all the joy because we operate in faith that we are a part of something much bigger. And uh, I remember Noah once said that um, that uh, you know I don't. By the time this comes out, I don't know if you even would have met Noah on the podcast. But Noah's a brother. He's a good brother. That's my. That's my man. Um, and you're gonna meet him very soon. And uh, and you're gonna love him. But he once said that. For whatever reason, death is the way that God has chosen to get us over to the next side. And um, we can know these things logically. It doesn't make the loss when we lose people, it doesn't make it any easier. But it does offer something. The hurt is still the same, but there is something and I think I finally realized what that something is that something is hope and all this sadness and darkness a little hope goes a long way yeah a little hope goes a long way. I don't know where you are in your life right now. I don't know where you I don't know what your week's been like. I pray your week has been good. I pray this holiday season hasn't been too hard on you and I, I I'm hopeful for you that it's been it's been filled with love. And sometimes I feel like that's a tall order to ask because I know the holiday is rough and I know people are struggling through it. But I pray that you can find hope in something, whatever, how small it is. You find that light and you hold on to it. You hold on to that. You don't have to feel great every day. Sometimes it's just... uh, Sometimes it's just about getting up and getting through the day. 
If you could do that. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I think I have to take my own advice. And find that hope. And let that circulate on my heart. I'm trying to give you some hope when I myself are feeling a little depleted. Um, yeah, that's okay. I think this is a good place to end it. And I'm okay with it. And I'm glad that I didn't act like I was in a more inspired mood than I really feel like. Because I'd be lying to you. I don't feel inspired. But I know that talking to you guys are is good. Anyway, I'll wrap it up. You guys take care. And um, if you see me out there, shoot me a message of encouragement. Give me a hug or something. Before I would have said give me some cookies, but we already talked about blow to do go. So you may find me on the treadmill. All right, y'all. Peace.